fantastic business, the Lincoln Land Championship, which has been uh, happening, the Corn Ferry Tour here in Springfield. And uh, Kate Peters, the tournament director, is with us. You know, Kate, first of all, from a standpoint of starting people, I had an absolute blast. I hope the pros <laughs> did, too. I mean, how, how did the tournament go? You know, how was the tournament turn out? It was great. You know, there's no doubt it was a very strange year, but it uh, it turned out really well. We have a great champion, and I'm thrilled that you had such a good time helping us out. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, th- I think that people that haven't volunteered yet for the Corn Ferry Tour that may have volunteered in the past for the State Farm uh, Classic, you know, it, it, they, they need to check out how different the golfers are in the two comparisons because the golfers here uh, that, that come to that, that came to the State Farm Classic, you know, it was kind of a grind toward the end of the season, and Springfield wasn't the biggest stop for the LPGA but this is a whole different mindset the the golfers are so happy to be there they're appreciative of you and they're hungry they want they wanted they want their PGA tour card it's kind of neat right you're absolutely right I mean I don't know if you watched any of the U.S. Open but Bryson DeChambeau won the U.S. Open and and it wasn't too awfully long ago that he was playing on the Corn Ferry Tour so that that's that's the impact that this tour has on these these guys on their lives. It's how they get their tour card. And we've got a number of players who, who locked up their card here in Springfield. So it's, it's really neat to be a part of that and looking forward to 2021 and, and bringing them back. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait. And we'll talk about 2021 here in just a little bit. But, Kate, I wanted to find out, you know, if, if Springfield wasn't exactly at 100%, and I imagine a lot of the stops weren't as far as things being open and, and sites and things to do and stuff. But what did the pros think of Springfield? Um, they love Springfield. I mean, we, you know, we're a big, small town, right? People are friendly. Um, all the volunteers that, that do help us out on a regular basis. There are some guys that have been here in the past and they have friendships. And so, you know, it's, it's like coming home to family, I think for the week. Were the corn Ferry tourney officials happy with the event? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, there's no doubt. Like I said, it was a strange year. Um, we were limited spectators. We were the first tournament back with, with a limited spectator model and it worked out. Um, the weather was beautiful. It was, you know, unfortunate that we couldn't have our skyboxes on 18 and, and have all the people out. But we did have those that were out. Everybody had a great time. Yeah, they did. I mean, I noticed a lot of people that were walking along, and you mentioned limited uh, uh, spectatorship. I think that was limited right to LRS officials, or who were the, who was allowed in? Well, we had um, we limited it to LRS, guests of LRS, as our presenting sponsor, and then we had some folks who – were out who had participated in our pro-am on Wednesday. We were able to get a pro-am in, which is great. And then Panther Creek members. So, um, you know, we had put forth a population plan to the health department and, you know, continuously gotten approval on it as things changed with regard to coronavirus. And we were, we were under those numbers. Um, certainly we did some things this year that, that I'm hoping maybe we don't have to do next year, but, you know, thermal screened everybody that came in and, and we did coronavirus testing on all of our amateurs in the pro-am. So, yeah, I mean, we did have some numbers out there, and those that were out, I think they were just so grateful to have something to do, you know? 
Exactly. I think that's the that's the key. And that, that was the, the one weekend, of course, the weekend of the tournament was also the weekend of the Springfield Mile. So it was like we were almost like the sports mecca of the world with two events <laughs> going on. You know, it's like it was kind right. of crazy. Yeah, exactly. Kate Peters is with us from the Lincoln Land Championship here on uh, WMAY at 92.7, and 9.70 a.m. Now, Kate, let's look ahead to 2021. Now, now we picked a date in June, correct? I think it's mid-June? July. Oh, July. Okay, July. mid-July. Yeah. Okay, you know, with 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 what we're seeing from the centers of disease control you know they used to think july 2021 is a slam dunk we'll have the we'll have the vaccine we should be okay when president trump still says we're going to but uh, other people are saying no that we might we might not have that vaccine by july of 2021 looking ahead if mm-hmm. no fans are allowed again will there be a tournament yeah yes i, I you know especially having gone through this year you know i was very nervous going into it and and uh, one thing that I did learn from this event is to be more flexible. And so as things change, we changed. And so I know we can do it. We can come up with a safe model. We did it this year, and, and we'll do it again if we have to. You know, you mentioned that flexibility. What was the toughest thing to do that, you know, getting ready for the tournament without fans? I mean, it looked like in some areas it was a lot easier for you, but in some areas it was much more difficult. Well, I guess what I that's a tough question and and I'm I'm happy that we're doing this this interview a couple weeks after the tournament because if we had done it the week after it probably would have been a much different answer but I would say just ensuring that everyone was felt safe and making sure we had plenty of PPE and hand sanitizer and sourcing those things was a bit of a challenge. And we worked with a great local business, Masco, to to find a lot of our PPE. But, you know, um, the coronavirus testing of our pro-am amateurs and making sure that we had that done in a timely fashion um, and had negatives back in time for them to play. So just planning different – you have to do everything differently. Food service is different. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that that's a great answer. And I think that when you look at an event, it's really a two-pronged thing because not only do you have to meet the guidelines that are set up from the government and making sure that everything in the Corn Ferry Tour and all the other places to make sure that everything's followed, but you also, above all, have to make sure that everybody involved in the tournament feels safe. That That's quite a responsibility, right. yeah. Right, and, and, you know, meeting these meeting these guidelines that continuously change. I suppose I would say that was one of our biggest challenges as, as things change, being able to pivot and, and respond. And we did that. And I'm really proud of the volunteer crew that we have. We have a great group of people that come out every year and help us and yourself included in that. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time. <laughs> Listen, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about LRS. Were they happy with the tourney? I know they were out there and, and walking around and will they be back as a sponsor in 2021? Well, yes. And I, I you know, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but yes, they, they were happy and they will be back. We've signed a five year extension. So this tournament has life through 2025 at the moment. So, and there's no reason to think that we can't be a one of the tours long-term stops. So we've got a five-year extension with Panther Creek, with the tour and with LRS, and we're really excited about the future. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's really going to be exciting, especially when you talk about 
you know, the fact that they go up to the PGA Tour and when we're going to start seeing uh, guys that, that either played well or even won the Springfield tournament start winning majors, you know, and then, and then we see that right. and we can say, we can connect the dots and say we knew him win. I think once that starts, uh, you know, giving it a fair chance here by having the tournament until at least 2025, that makes it so it's a better chance of that particular thing happening where we see a young and upcoming golfer that maybe played at 19 or 20 years old in Springfield to get his card. And all of a sudden he's a major winner and we've got a connection to the tournament and people can really see that, Hey, I'm watching a future superstar coming out to this event. That's right. We just have to do, we have to, we have to get that word out, Chris. That's people need to understand what this tour is and, and that, you know, it is professional golf at the highest level. Um, the PGA Tour, quite frankly, just isn't big enough for all of them. So this gives them a great place to to learn how to live life on the road and how to compete and how to handle the pressure. And then when they get to the PGA Tour, they're ready and they're ready to win. I know, Kate, you don't have hard numbers on any of this, but just in a guesstimation, you know, based on all of your experience with all of this, with the tournament, what kind of economic impact did this year's tournament have? And how vital was it that when considering that our tourism, especially hotel rooms and restaurants have been just decimated this year, you know, gutted, how important was this tournament to them? Well, I have to think that it was very important. I mean, I haven't talked directly with, with, a, a number of restaurant owners, but you know, in a, in a normal year, this tournament generates just right at about five and a half million dollars in economic impact. Much of that driven by hotels and, and um, you know, rental cars and, and meals and airfare and entertainment and things. And so I suspect that our number was lower and I, you know, I would guesstimate it to be probably in the four and a half to $5 million um, impact because we still had, um, all of the players and all of the caddies were still play, staying in hotels. We still brought in the same number of staff. Um, the PGA Tour brings in a significant number of people. So they're still staying and eating and buying gas and things like that. So hopefully soon we'll have time to, to dig down into those numbers um, and get a, get, a, get a better, you know, final number for that. But I would, I would guess it to be about $5 million. Oh, and, and eating at great places, too. I mean, hearing the restaurants they were talking about, you know, uh, going to uh, uh, Saputo's and going to Papa yeah. Frank's and going to uh, uh, the, uh, the wine place. You know, it's like the, the, all, you know, the, uh, the, well, I've tried, uh, uh, Cooper's Hawk. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. Anyway, Cooper's Hawk right. and places like that. You know, they, they, they go, they, 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 don't, they don't hit McDonald's or anything like that. They're spending money at, uh, at big restaurants and some local restaurants, too, which is really cool. Yeah, and, you know, one thing... And I do this every year, but this year it became even more important to me. When we had dollars to spend on things that we needed to run the tournament, we 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 did all of it local. So, for example, I'll use Fry Williamson Press. They're a great partner of the tournament. We've used them for printing in the past. But in the past, we would order our tournament credentials from a credentialing company out of state because – that's what you do in the golf industry. There's a couple of them that do it and do it really well and affordably. And and this year we learned that, hey, Fry Williamson can do that too. So we learned something. We supported a local business and we'll likely continue using them for that project in the future. That is super cool. I love hearing that. You know, it's like a, not only the economic impact from the golfers coming to town, but also from what the tournament spends for what they need. You know, that's that's neat. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right, yep. So, Kate, what what can we mark down next year for the tournament? Uh, July and July twelfth 
through the 18th. And, uh, you know, the tour will make a formal announcement of their schedule coming up, I believe, in October. Um, and so there does exist the possibility of some slight movement, but I feel pretty certain we're going to be in that July 12th week and uh, looking forward to getting back to some level of normalcy and hoping that we can welcome everyone out to Panther Creek for the tournament next year. Keeping my fingers crossed on that one, too. I think it'll be really great to have the fans back in and uh, cheering them on, but it wasn't bad this year. It was pretty good. The Lincoln Land Championship. Uh, looking forward to it next year, hopefully July 12th through the 18th. Kate, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Chris.